Welcome to the Self-Helpful Podcast. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is the podcast people tune into for in-depth discussions on the latest research from our foremost leaders in self-improvement, so you can be growing and more equipped to live at your fullest capacity in body, mind, and soul. When you don't really like your job or a person you're in relationship with, the negative thoughts unconsciously affect your actions and behaviors and you end up sabotaging things and you make everything worse. Well, friends, this is a primary culprit in your efforts to be fit and well and healthy. This is my functional Friday episode where we focus on our health and wellness. So we have the physical and mental capacity to help ourselves and others. I want you to think about these words, food, dieting, exercise. I mean, when you read or hear those words, what feelings arise? Excitement or dread? Pride or shame? Guilt? We find so many people desiring to improve their health, get fit, lose weight. But there are so often negative feelings about these very things that sabotage their efforts. This show is about becoming aware, getting these issues on the table, so to speak, not to eradicate them necessarily, As you're going to hear in the show, often these feelings have roots back in our childhood, our young adulthood, maybe even recently, but they run deep. And maybe you can truly overcome and erase them and get a really positive attitude about these issues. But we believe more immediate overcoming can be had by just figuring out how to manage the negative feelings, finding the negative feelings, and then how to manage them and move beyond them, even as they may still exist. You're still working through them. Thus, awareness and management is our primary objective. As functional medicine is a root issue methodology, this topic is foundational to your journey to health, wellness, and fitness. I'm joined by my Functional Friday co-host, Randy James, medical doctor, functional medicine expert, and my dear friend. If you find value from this self-helpful podcast, you know I would love to get your review. It helps other people know what to expect. It helps us know how you're enjoying the show. Best thing we could have you do is have you talk about what you've heard here with the people you care about. Keep the conversation going. You can always find me, connect with me at my website or social media at kevinmiller.co. All right, next up, Dr. James and I discuss our propensity, all of us, to have negative feelings around our efforts for health and wellness and fitness that sabotage all that we do. How to better manage this so we get and sustain the results we want. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I want to take your firsthand experience with this 
topic of emotions. You have a patient who has a need. Obviously, it's gotten to a point to where they're calling you for help. They're paying out of pocket. Insurance doesn't cover it. They're paying a good amount. They're coming in for help. So they obviously have a strong desire slash probably just pain. Uh, so that's the, <laughs> we already have a negative emotion, I guess, probably, probably to that with most people, they're dealing with something, but they come in here, they lay it out. And let's just say that it's just one of those great patients for you. They lay it out. You go, man, I, I got, I got this, you know, you do, you right. do the test, you do everything, but you hone in and go, okay, I feel like I've got the steps that you can take to start helping your health. Okay. Inside of that gap, though, if here's where they are and you're saying, okay, here's where you could be and here's what to do is how they, them, they're going to walk outside and it's, I don't know if it's a fair question to ask, but I mean, to what extent do their emotions play in the propensity for them to achieve what you see they could achieve? That's huge. That's, 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 that's one of those all-inclusive questions right like it's a it's a crux point it's a tipping point even this morning in our in our guys meeting uh and todd said you know you can talk but until you do the thing you until you jump in the really icy cold water you only imagine icy cold water and so for a lot of people whatever the goal is the vision out there yes it's going to cost time and effort and money and energy and one of the things that I've added on to the front side of that is vulnerability. Mm. Bringing in just people open themselves up to, to admit, I'm not where I want to be, and I want to be over there, and I feel a little bit bad, or I feel something about where I am, and I think I would feel better about being over there. How much does that play into, that's what you're asking, to actually eat this and not that, do this exercise or that one, to you know, work hard on your marriage or to not and stay in the same rut. I would say it's almost everything. I I was tempted (laughs) to say that as well. I mean, yeah, that that's okay. Let's just shut the show down. There you go. (laughs) Well, so the point ultimately that is, if there's nothing more that you guys listening, walk away with is to say, in that gap between here's where you are, even if we can come out with the, the, what you want to do, or, you know, the, the why and the, what you want to do is, you know, how are you going to, how are you going to walk this out? And it's you, and, you're your own work. And think, and more than think it's, how are you going to emote? Yeah. How are you going to feel like it, it, it's such a hard word. It's such a hard word, but I've, I've got two examples that, that, are, that are jumping into mine on the clinical one, and one happened today because in the clinic world, we're shifting our language to emphasize that, that the only person who has a feeling about your own personal choice is you, that in that sort of molecular moment when your brain clicks over to say, click, I'm going to go get a drink of water or, or whatever, there's, there's, there's got to be a line. Yeah. And so John this morning said, hey, how about I come in as a test patient and do, you know, sort of this new way we want to do things. And I hesitated there a little bit because if he were to do that, it's very clear that he's not doing it as a real patient who has forked over effort, energy, money. and Which is part of the emotion. That, yeah. that's it. That was a, so we chewed uh, on that this morning yeah. to say it's pointless for you to do it because you're not 
doing it like for real because you're not emoting like oh my gosh I paid money I paid time I I don't want to disappoint the doctor I want to I want to be there with the coach I want to that all of that is part of it so it's very hard to actually be sort of a test patient precisely because of the critical importance of that line that decision point that that ownership of my own feelings so I'm going to I'm going to pick on, that sounds bad. I'm going to, as a muse though, just because I think it's more relevant, I'm going to, I'm going to take a woman, a middle-aged woman. That's what my wife is. So I get to audit her. And when we look at emotions. You don't want to audit you? Nope. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but when we, to be honest, I mean, I think when we look at emotions, negative emotions around uh, health and wellness, and I'm going to, you know, specifically looking at food, dieting, exercise, whatever, uh, there's more weight on women. I mean, they're just culturally, I think that's my, fair. Yeah. My wife has said that. I mean, there is for them to look a certain way and sure. uh, and whatever. So I think maybe they've got it worse. And, well, and we can also say they feel the weight, and they yeah yeah they feel it more. Yeah, I, I am. So so to take that. So to take you you having a patient who already uh, is at a certain place of unwellness or just not where they want to be, you know, weight gain or whatever it could be. They're not there. So there's some negative there. Come in here, you help them and you theoretically can, can see it well and, and say, okay, here's map out a plan. Here's what we do. And yet she's sitting inside there. Let's say she's 40 years old and she has thoughts and feelings about food, dieting and exercise that may go back to four years old or 10 years old or, or whatever that, or just four days ago, or just four, or just four it, days ago, yeah. yeah. But my, and again, I'll use my wife, and she's been open about this, so I can say this: that she, uh, real early on, was in dance. She took ballet mm, as a kid yeah. and went in, and real quick there was body shaming from the yeah. get go. So she wow. did dance in school, they, in Texas big dance teams, and then she's doing it outside. Ended up, you know, professional ballet and whatever. And there's shaming, bulimia, anorexia. I mean, the whole deal. So right. my guess the emotions she has around that to now to give her. As a, as a, well, now she's a 50-year-old woman to come in and say, okay, here, I want to do that. But she's got significant emotions of guilt and shame and regret and condemnation, whatever, that are mixed up in there and likely are going, factually, are going to hinder the process if she doesn't get those out. And you and I talked about this beforehand with, I don't really have many negative emotions about uh, my health and wellness, food, dieting, exercise, but I have other areas like finance. Yeah, I'm there. I've got guilt and shame and all those things in finance that I'm going to get out on the table to manage. And I'm big on that to, you know, not to eradicate, you know, like overcome them. Does that mean eradicate them? I don't think I'll ever get rid of them, but I can figure out how to manage them. And I do that by way of making myself have meetings with my wife, talk about our finances, uh, look at the bank account, keep track of that, uh, but more so pay a bookkeeper, a CPA, people to delegate the things that I don't like, don't, I'm not good at, but either way to make sure that the outcome happens. So here we are here. So folks are listening to this and think, man, I've got these negative feelings about food, dieting, exercise. The point is how can you manage them in order to get the results you want? Because you may not get rid. I don't know if my wife will ever get rid of some of those feelings, but she figures out how to manage them, which for her is she joins a gym with people she likes. It's a friend group. She has fun. She's accountable for it. She likes the fact that she's paying for it because it makes her feel bad if she doesn't use it. And she has all these things to manage her dysfunction. Yeah, we kind of talked about that, well, several times with 
with even a Hardy that we mentioned last time that you set up your environment. Mm-hmm. And so the wise person is going to recognize I have X, Y feeling about that. And therefore, in order to get to this place that I want, I'm, I, so you put in time, effort to call the guy money, vulnerability. Cause you're, your bookkeeper sees your dirty totally, laundry totally. there. And I could keep it all to myself, let nobody see, but now I've got a whole team well, and, of people. And they could steal from you, right? So there's... Yeah. there's you, I would you, not know, <laughs> unfortunately. So you would be the one guy to don't do that. Let them yeah, don't let Yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, but that... So there's real vulnerability there. Yeah. And... and But we, we, we're out there in the world and we trust the economy and we trust people and, and that's the way it should be, right? That's That's what... We talk about all the time that, that Ziegler said of, you know, you can have everything you want. You if you help other, other people, people that, that's right. So, so in that, that's how you do that financially. And for your wife and Terry, she's put these pieces in place and, and then is now addressing them. Yeah. I, I, I almost have too many patients floating through my head about the feelings associated with any number of things. Just the other day, we talked about Steve that we've also talked about on the show, who was going to do a fasting. And do you remember what he said on day two? I'm terrified. Well, so he made it through day one. Oh, okay. And he had done that in the past before, but he made it all the way through day one, water-only fasting. And then and my, my instruction to him was, wake up on day two and make a decision. Look forward at the day and say, oh, I, I, you're going to have the idea. I can do this. I can mentally choose to do that, but you're going to feel something. You're going to have whatever we say, a gut sense, a, uh, an awareness. And he said, so he had told me, you know, I, I only did one day. And I pried in there and said, on the morning of day two, as you look throughout the day, what did you feel? And his answer was terror. Yeah, okay. And then it, and I don't like fasting. You don't like fasting. But I never felt terror. Hmm. Right? There was nothing. It was more. A little, it was like irritation. irritation. Man, I'd rather yeah. just feed my taste yeah. buds. I know I don't need it. I'm not authentic. Dramatic hungry. inconvenience was, was what I thought. It was just not fun. <laughs> it was not fun. I, mean, I had nothing to look forward to. It ruined the day. All those kind of things. It's, which is terrible. Which but, is terrible, but not terrifying. Right. True. Um, another patient, and, and we talked about this, and she does have what you're talking about. Lots of weird parental emotional baggage food was used as reward and punishment uh wrongly in this family yeah and so here she is 50 years later she's done it all she really 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 has in terms of this diet that diet and so i i i you know we gently asked down that pathway and and now i know to ask her do you want to do anything and she'll say i just don't want to go there huh i'm i'm just going to maintain be okay with that because it hurts too Which, much. But even that, I love that. At least that's awareness. It's, it's be- a, she's yeah. It's better than going okay, grit my teeth, willpower, that kind of thing, walking out and then failing and feeling more guilty about it because you're not aware of this stuff that's handicapping you, right? Derailing you, yeah. right? You're not aware of the. Th- that's right. And so she has been through that prickly thorny patch enough to say, you know what, I've stubbed my toe there enough. I'm just not going to do that today. And so I'll ask, well, what about this way? What about, what about, what about, what about? There's all kinds of ways. And she'll say, you know what? That is emotionally damaging enough that for this cycle, and we usually go two, three months, I'm going to choose now, but she's choosing to maintain. 
right? Okay. It's, yeah. it's a yeah. choice. It's Aware- not a, awareness and choice. It's not a give up. That's great. It, she's choosing her pathway forward. That's way different than throwing the towel. God just wants me to be this way. The volatile I, I no ups and, and that's that's where my wife is, has gotten to where she'll know and she'll say, okay, I, I want to do X. I want to achieve, you know, lose some weight, gain some fitness, do whatever. She'll she'll do it and she'll go along and then realize uh, she's really aware, sensitive, like mm-hmm, we talked about, mm-hmm. sensitive, and say, okay, I've been going to class and doing this, but it's, I'm getting to that point where it's starting to become an idol and a prison. I may need to take a few days off. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. As opposed to letting it become, letting it become the addiction, the worshiping the mirror. Yeah, of, the, yeah. It, you, know, you you mentioned something with the last patient though that I want to pull out was the emotions we may have attached to our upbringing, even from our parents. I think it's a great way for everybody to audit a little bit of their feelings. Is just to go back and go, what did I grow up with? What was food, dieting, exercise? How was it treated in my home? Was it just totally absent, just a free for all and no guidance whatsoever. Was it used? I think you mentioned control. I think a lot of people use control and definitely rewards. As you know, we've got our youngest uh, adopted and with her sin, severe food uh, uh, issues, we were counseled to not ever use food as punishment, uh, punitive or reward, or reward yeah. which is hard because it's the thing that she likes most. It's the easiest way to get her to, Hey honey, clean your room or you don't get a snack or whatever. Holy smoke. She'll do it. But they're saying that that is, it's damaging and warp her. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I look, I was thinking about just my other kids, my biological kids and thinking, uh, we never, I don't think we ever used it as control. I feel, I feel good. I probably have to ask them for sure, but we totally did for reward. My gosh, mm-hmm. I still do. I mean, as a country with, we celebrate with food. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's all bad. It just is in relation to how it manifests for you individually, I guess. My family's big on candlelight, nice smells, essential oils, but most air fresheners and candles release dangerous chemicals into the air and water-based essential oil diffusers can diffuse harmful contaminants in your water and into the air you breathe. Aroma True is the state-of-the-art waterless atomizing diffuser that transforms essential oils into a fine mist without the need for water, which means no more sticky messes and worries about mold or bacteria. Aroma True's innovative design efficiently disperses up to four oils at a time, allowing you to create your own custom fragrance blends with just the touch of a button. Aroma True also provides sustainably produced USDA certified organic or wildcrafted essential oils, so you're breathing in only the purest and highest quality quality fragrances. That's what I want in my house. So you can sign up for Aroma True's Insider Club and today you'll receive a free waterless oil diffuser and a free lemon eucalyptus oil. That's over 200 bucks in savings. So go to aromatrueorganics.com slash Kevin to take advantage of this exclusive offer. That's A-R-O-M-A-T-R-U-O-R-G-A-N-I-C-S.com forward slash K-E-V-I-N. You can join Aroma True's Insider Club and scent your home organically. The only reason we're able to put out five shows a week on the What Drives You podcast is we created a workflow and we complete a process. If you run an e-commerce business that ships products, there's a state-of-the-art process you can use to save a ton of time and resources. ShipStation. They're the shipping solution that integrates wherever you sell online and streamlines your workflow so your business can grow. We ran a supplement business for a while. I had one of my kids 
go sign up for ShipStation and boom, it was done. They said it was really simple, which I found out when they went on a trip and I had to step in for a few days. The ShipStation dashboard is really easy to use and I realized how much of a discount they get up to 89% off UPS, DHL Express and USPS rates. So you can work less, ship more with ShipStation. It's the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com, use the code Kevin to sign up for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code Kevin. When we fast, we stop eating food and allow our body to repair. The research on the benefits and the reset is profound. The problem is we like food. We're addicted to food. Me too. Missing a meal or a day of eating is terrifying to a lot of people. So here is Prolon. It's a revolutionary plant-based nutrition program that nourishes the body while making the cells believe they're fasting. Prolon is not a diet. It's science based on Nobel Prize winning discoveries in medicine. Prolon provides a five-day program where you get snacks and soups and beverages all designed to keep your body in a fasting state. While taking away the difficulty and mindset of deprivation, I've fasted for five days with nothing but water and my physical and mental state was incredible. My struggle was just wanting to fulfill my habit of eating. It was significant. Prolon took that away. It's amazing. I feel like I'm cheating, but getting the benefits of fasting. So right now, Prolon is offering what drives you listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. So go to Prolon Life dot com slash Kevin. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash Kevin for the special offer. You know, and, and here, and I, I think we're tracking, I don't want to get us off in, in, in the wrong rabbit hole, but I, I want to say something here very carefully that there is definitely people that are now in their elder or adult years, you know, let's say above 15, that let's say above 20, that you're out of the house and there is some kind of baggage and scar that if your parents did um, raise you with with reward or, or food or or even, uh, and, and I think that was part of Terry's story about, you know, you're even in her home, it was like, well, you, you're too big or too overweight or, or something like that. And th- that does do something. It absolutely does. Yeah. But then the question, and it's a, I don't want to say it's a hot topic, uh, it's a highly debated topic in the medical field today is, okay, now you're 50, what does, what happened at 15, how much does that bear on what's going on with your 50, at your 50? Now, and, and, and so I want to be careful here because there are people in the diehard world of what happened then is formative pattern situations it sets up and it equals who you are over here and i i don't want to be in that camp to be honest with you because then you're nearly predestined it's a self-fulfilling prophecy it's like you can't get out of that but that's what you and i are talking about is recognizing how do you get out of it so the encouraging point there is that the on the other debate here because a lot of counselors that's their bread and butter let's go back let's talk about what you know me no mom and dad did and then let's come forward and refocus or reframe or, 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 or whatever. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but there's a, there's a debatable construct on the other side of that that says when you subject memory mm-hmm. to rigorous studies, the fact is we don't remember very well. 
And what you think you remember is now got decades of layering. And you either, and so part of the baggage is by definition what you have put in the bag. So that's what I want people to understand is this is very hard for people to internalize down a wise front because we live in a culture that says most of my problems are kind of halfway not my fault. Or I'd really like them to not be my fault, at least not totally. Right. So just be careful. And at the same time, we don't want to go to somebody who is victimized and say, oh, that doesn't matter. Just, you know, be happy and, you know, change and reframe and refocus. Sure, sure. So we're back to a bothness here. But so I think what for, for people to learn is to reckon for most people out there who weren't in the extremes of narcissism, like nothing is my fault and aren't in the string extremes of of whatever the opposite of that is that everything is my fault and, and everything is wrong for me. So in the middle, which is where most of us are, is to recognize, of course, things happen back there that that are impacting what's going on today. But also understand when we apply rigorous and we've talked also about we don't want to be chained by a randomized controlled trial either. But we do not remember well, especially what happened a while ago. Okay. Well, what you said, maybe you brought it to me because this is knowledge that I didn't perceive really until the past couple months. So if it wasn't you, it was somebody, you know, guest I had on a show or something of saying, yeah, how we look back at the past changes. So if you had a great 10 years and you're healthy, wealthy, and whatever, you look back, go, ah, it what wasn't so bad. bad happened that you had 11th year back. Yeah. You totally remember differently. Yeah. It was me. I, cause there's it? a book. In the, in the book that I'm referencing is... That your past is, is... Mistakes were made, but not by me. Okay. So your past is viewed by your present. That, that, that's right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So that's so, so, so complex. Well, but, but let's just... <laughs> but So for awareness, to put it out there to go, whatever you're... You know, so if you're 50 years old, it's probably skewed. But I do want to go back just to the overall okay. thing that are you... So whatever happened back here... Sure. Does it affect you? And are you, you know, imprisoned? You are, you are at fifty, and I would say if you have zero awareness, if it's something, especially if something negative happened, sure. If there was some negative that you have been walking out and you're never aware of it, then I'd say absolutely. And that's the point of. Uh, well, what do you, wait, hang on, what do you mean by negative? Well, because my gosh, if somebody just had perfect, and nobody did, but imagine if they had perfect upbringing and um, attitudes and health towards their physical body, their eating, their dieting or whatever, I'd say, okay, there probably isn't any big problems to deal with or baggage to deal with. But if you did have like, you know, like my wife, if you had, you know, body shaming and, uh, uh, control and all these things happen. And if she was never aware of it and now at 50, she's still a victim to those things. I'd say, let's just be aware. Maybe it doesn't take rigorous, but to go back and go, Oh gosh, yeah. X, Y, Z happened. She's done that to go back. That happened. It makes sense. And she has had a ton of recovery but either way she can put it out here on the table now and be aware that okay as i decide i'd like to lose 10 pounds i got to deal with that so real quick now i got to watch out am i getting addicted to my classes and feeling imprisoned and it's a vice uh uh, or or an addiction same thing to you know food am i because she can go fasting man she can do it but real quick it becomes like a a prison thing that you don't so it's not a big deal for you you know it's not an emotional hook uh in that's right and it, it, it actually is for a lot of people. In fact, this one of the patient I mentioned, if I, when I mentioned fasting, she's like, yeah, that's a huge trigger for me. It will trigger a PTSD-like response. And again, I want to be careful because 
other people will make a they will get they will idolize and become imprisoned by their current perception of their bad past. Oh well, okay, let me take it to my my daughter. And if there is, we've only seen it a couple times because we have her in a healthy environment. But see if there's the thought of a a, a lack of food or a um, I don't know a deficit or it's it's not going to be there. It's almost a panicked look. And we're not even totally sure what happened in the first four years. We're to understand that there was neglect. So was there, by the time we got to her, she had an overabundance of food. And maybe that was, you know, the people taking care of her, trying yeah. to compensate that she went for a long time without having food at certain times. So now they always had it. So it was, I mean, literally in her hands, we talked about that. It was yeah. uh, a bottle of chocolate milk and a, a saltines cracker pack that she had at all times, even at night. It was in her bed with her. Wow. I mean, talk about wreckage. So what yeah. to do with her with fasting? I <laughs> I have no idea. We'll cross that at some point. But I'm going to put her in the extreme category. We'll put her in the extreme. <laughs> but for all of us, again, just to be awareness, to go back, what did I grow up with? Did my did my dad, I have to watch this. Did my dad make me exercise? Did my dad control my amounts of food? Was I force-fed because dad, it was a comfort, and that's how he loved okay. me was food, and so he was Pushing food on. Okay, so I have a question for you now because we're essentially same age. We've got kids very close in age uh, that are now in you know fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and a big topic in our house is they want or my son wants out from under this more perceived rigid food environment. I I just gave him permission to go walk to Taco Bell for drinks, Dad. He said, and I'm like, ah, whatever. We were just at my family's. Well, well, but explain that for me. I mean, I, I would assume people know, but so, I mean, generally for us, we don't, or for, but you and I, I mean, we're generally gluten free, you know, organic stuff. We don't have junk around the house. We don't do fast food. I mean, that's just. Don't not, do fast food. Yeah. Do you guys do dairy at all? Yeah. We'll do oh. cheese twice a week and ice cream on the weekends. Okay. But not the, and, obviously, neither of us, the average American home, there's no processed food. There's no. no uh, well, that that mainly it's it's whole foods and lots of veggies. Well, and that's what he. So we would call that normal, right? And you and I would argue that should be normal. And my fourteen year old, culturally, it's not. Cult, yeah. Culturally, it's not. So he's hanging out with his friends. It's not cool to you know walk around with broccoli, I guess. And <laughs> isn't that cool? No, it's not. <laughs> A hot pocket. That's cool. So we were in Kansas last week, and I have been banging my head against the wall because I can't remember what I ate when I was 14. And so you're, t- you're telling me to go look back. And I'm like, I've tried really hard. Yeah. And my mom can't remember. She's like, well, we ate. You know, I, we do. Ate I, I, I do. You do? Well, I, I liked food. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. I, I, no, I but really on like. an average Monday, you come home from school or whatever, you remember what you would have on Essentially, the Bre- days of the bread, week. Roman meal, sandwiches. There was always sliced ham. Mom would get the thing and they'd slice it at the for dinner. Oh, this, uh, this anytime, man. I was eating all the time. <laughs> I was a big boy. And uh, cheese and milk. Did she love you with food? Was that one of the probably? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, probably so. Milk was all, I mean, all the big. Right, that's good for you. So you always get that was a body good. Yeah, yeah, American mm-hmm. Dairy Council, uh, Pepsi. Uh, we had that was constant and always a big thing of ice cream. And I was, 
I was not limited at all. I don't think, I don't think it was pushed on me. I was not limited at all. And that was the joke, you know, at dinner table or at any time sitting down and go, any, does anybody want more corn? No, Kevin, you can have the rest. So that was the joke, you know, kind of tongue in cheek and stuff. But so I was, I ate, I had, I had guilt because I was, I was, I was chubby. And so I had guilt at night with my bowl of ice cream with peanut butter mixed into it, knowing that I was, I had some issues with feeling chubby, but I mean, anyways, <laughs> there you go. There's I, I, psych- I, I, psychiatric I, moment. Is it? Yeah, it's, it explains a lot about you. Kev. <laughs> <laughs> well, my kids have asked about it too because it's on topic of food. They said, you know, what did you, you know, what, what did you guys eat? And I said, I mean, we had, I had cereal, I had Lucky Charms. Life cereal I was have, healthy. Uh, yeah, uh, grape nuts was healthy. Yeah, but I wanted Captain Crunch, and we had that too. Fruit yeah. Loops, Alphabets, and that went all the way through college. I do remember breakfast, and in fact, I remember being angry or uh, frustrated, maybe even like your daughter, like there, there's no milk. Oh, this yeah. is this is a tragedy. crisis. Yeah, it's a crisis. And uh, lunch was peanut butter sandwich and a cookies chips, and it, I don't think it was a Coke, but it was a juice box. Not and, much. Back to I don't know what episode it was where we did uh, what foods are going to give you life, when foods are going to take you away. I don't, I don't know. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of food that was not life giving. Uh, you know, just home cooked meals, and it was. You know, beans and broccoli and pasta and meat. Uh, I think we're on the same page. I'm now remembering I had open lunch in high school and we went and it was fast food every day because we could drive to it. And then at dinner. I didn't do that because I couldn't afford it. I, I always, I mean, lunch was provided at school. So I had that. So you had the school lunch yeah. and we went out every day for I had school lunch and all the girls would give me their leftovers. That was kind of the common thing too. <laughs> uh, you gonna eat? That? No, okay. Uh, yeah, you can have. You can have. Well, yeah. So uh, I, I mean, I'm so I'm open I, with that. I'm with my still kids working on my feelings about that. I and trying to share it with my kids. That's and so yeah, my kids. No, but, but if you're talking about yours, yeah, I mean, fighting the the fight of yeah, middle school boy or high school now uh, boys, and they want to eat what tastes good. Uh, I mean, they would rather he would they would rather have that a sandwich. Yeah, when I say, you know, because you're a smart kid, you're an athletic kid, you know that broccoli is going to be better for you. Why, don't you. why won't you just choose to eat a little bit more? Because I don't like it. That was yeah. the answer. Well, that's, I mean, my gosh. Maybe I think kids in general, you get to high school and they're led by, they're almost kind of a, a, a up, as we talk about, we're all led by our appetites. Man, that's a, that's a big one. And we know that with uh, college, the freshman 40, yeah. you know, going and going nuts with food. And I've had kids who have done that you know, a little bit, but you know, this is the, so it's awareness. Everybody listening to this, we probably have mostly everybody over the age of 20. They're now adults. They're buying their own food. They're cooking their own food and they're looking and going, man, I want to feel better. I want to look better, uh, possibly, you know, possibly. And what are the, what is the past programming? What are the feelings? And, and ultimately that's even, so even if we can't go back, back to your thing, if we don't remember, right. Okay. Right. What if you can't, what if you have, do you have amnesia right. uh, after, before yesterday, right now feelings for change? Yeah. Now? Right yeah. now, if we talk about food, the food you're going to eat, what is good food? What's not good. If it's, you're looking and going, okay, I, I would be best served to eat this good, this type of good food, more veggie. How do you feel about that? Does that make you feel, ah, oh, it's good. Or is that, is that angering? 
Is it yeah. feel limiting? Does it feel frustrating? Maybe you don't know where that came from, but what do you feel? Mm. Same thing with, you know, with dieting, which I think most people, except for Dr. Andy James have <laughs> had some point of going, ah, I wish I could lose a little weight or, you know, I'd, I'd like to lose some. How do you feel about that? Is it not a big deal? Just like cutting back on finances to save a little bit. It's not a big deal or, or is it and right. some people that would be terror to take away the spending to not be able to make the daily Amazon order. And then, Exercise has got to be, I mean, exercise, you know, along with just, uh, food is probably about equal. What do you feel about that? And what did you experience? My gosh, if you, if you were in a sedentary home that exercise didn't exist there, right? or if you had, I'll never forget a friend of mine and she was going to, they were visiting, she was going to run and she said, yeah, I just had a running family. That's what we did. Mm -hmm. I thought, dude, that is cool. I want to do that. Uh, have that. And she was good. So what was the. Yeah. What was the, uh, experience, the culture and, and the, then, the and then regardless today, what do you feel about the need to move your body, exercise your lungs, you know, have some muscle resistance. Is that, Oh, and I, cause I told you, so on the Ziegler show, I so often with my guests have the go through their habits. What are your mm -hmm, daily, mm -hmm. you know, daily and consistent habits. And I have had, uh, I, I don't think I've had any of them that when we hit the topic of exercise, they said, nah, I don't do anything. I don't, I don't recall. Um, I'm pretty sure that there's never been one because they understand the value to do what they do to have high output, uh, quality output. They realize that, but I have had definitely had many of them that said, I do not like exercise. I had a few of them say, I hate exercise. I've been doing it for five years consistently now and I still hate it. And that's why I spend the money. I, I told you that a couple of them said, I have a trainer come to my house, knock on my door that I may have to get out of bed to meet. And it's the only right. way that I'll do it. That would be like me with finances. If I don't have the bookkeeper contacting me saying, Kevin, this is what we did. Just so you know, it's all taken care of, or we, you've got to sign this, or we've got to get this piece of paper from you. It would never happen. And I have years and years. I mean, I always did the extension on my taxes and just wreckage until right. I paid to get it done. So what do you have to do? I told you my wife, she does, you know, the, the classes, she's got to have a class. feels like that. You and I don't. I just, I'm going to exercise during the day and at some point I'm going to do it and I don't need a bunch of motivation really. Right. I don't need any actually. And, uh, well, you, I mean you do, but well, you know, I have it's, it. It's, I have it, I guess. I don't need yeah, the, I don't have the motivation. Yeah, I have. You're right. You're right. I have. And that's if anybody, you're, again, we've all got our spots. I don't with right. finances. So, you know, actually what do you feel about it? And man, if you've got a big negative feeling, how much harder is it for you to get up tomorrow and go, I got to go do it. So getting it out on the table and figuring out how can you manage it? What can you do? I, I mean, you do because of your home life. Um, you've made the treadmill a consistent thing. I, I hate the treadmill, but I used to, you used to, so but but you I, I changed the environment. Yeah. Bye. I got very friendly with podcasts and and books that I figured out how to do it and read at the same time. Yeah, you built a desk over I, your I built a desk treadmill. over the thing yeah. and I I'm kind of proud of that. So it, cool. it um it and and okay, that maybe that's a keyword too. Like you also it's not like and I don't think either one of us are proud in a in a negative in a bad sense of braggadocious or something like that but you feel good about yourself because at 50 you can hammer for a couple hours on a mountain bike and maintain 155 beats per minute and those kind of things that's sure, yeah it's of part of my self-image it's part of your self-image admittedly and that's you know the treadmill thing i think is something like that um and in fact this summer i haven't been on the summer at all because i like outside and just i you know a choice of where we live and 
and just I'm going to go walk around our you know acre and you know with a book. <laughs> so you know, kind of weird. And I, I would never write a book and say, oh, here's how to lose 15 pounds as you walk around with a book in your head or yeah. in your hands. Uh, but that's a good, that I, I like books. I feel good about that. And it doesn't get me to the 155 beats per minute, but I'm choosing to say, you know what? I'm okay with that. Well, right well we're back. You know what? And I'm, I'm rethinking something um, because we're back to saying, here's where we all are. If we right now, in regards to our health, wellness, food, diet, mm-hmm. if we all said, I'm good. Well, great. Okay. Yeah. You're, I would. You don't need me. You're good, and you and, and, and you're good with whatever, how, whatever you do to maintain your health. You're good. If you have any any desire, we're talking about what is hindering you from doing it. One, and I would say also doing it with a level of peace, because gritting our teeth and killing right. ourselves, and we got there, but it was an ulcer, and we hated it. Because you, you you just said if you have any desire, and you're going to say performance enhancement to do something better and go down that pathway, and I was going to put in there, or if you should. Okay. But, yeah. But then it's the balancing act again between we with if we're wise people, we all have to recognize we're not as good as we could be. Yeah. And I like Tom Ziegler saying, you know, every year what's what's the bad habit to drop and a new habit to put in? Yeah. Well, yeah, that so personal development. So where are you where you want to be? Well, but one thing I was going to say, if my wife heard this show, uh, she, she wouldn't has mi- a long list for you. She, she would, you know what? Well, she wouldn't mind what I, what I've divulged about her, but what she would say is she would say, Oh, Kevin, you all your stuff is not all healthy. Uh, no, that's what I mean. She's got a long list. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she for would, you to work she on would, you. Cause I, I, I know what I want to do where I want to be and I'm doing that, but is it all perfect health? Cause she has told me before she says, dude, you have an eating disorder. You got your own little thing going on over here with your own eating disorder. Chef always does. The fixation on it, the the how you manage it, how I'll be militant about it. Uh, and even with exercise, she said that that you got some addiction there, I think. That you can't you, why can't you feel good about yourself if you don't exercise? Okay. That's a fair, That's question. fair question. It'd be like the, you know, to the rich guy, what you, what, you can't feel good about yourself unless you have a million bucks in the bank. Bucks, yeah. That's is that hell? Uh, well, so we all got our stuff. You know, that's why I was and we do. We all got our stuff. Yeah. So to some degree, though, she's irritated that my dysfunction helps me achieve what I want to. And I'm kind of good with it. I'm kind of at peace. I live high up in the Rocky Mountains where the air is clean and fresh as possible. But then I step indoors and I'm breathing in untold amounts of toxins and allergens from paint and carpet and cleaning chemicals and pets and furniture and appliances and mold and so on. Studies show the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air anywhere you are. And in some places, it's a hundred times worse than that. Well, the solution is to get an air purifier and air doctor is just the best out there. It filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens, such as pollen and pet dander and dust mites and mold and even bacteria and viruses. So your lungs don't have to try to do that. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com. You can use the promo code Kevin. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to AIR. D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O dot com. Use promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. 
I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, right. hang on a minute. We've really? t- we talked about this too because, you know, for me as an employer, I'm great if I hire a type A guy who wants to work 10 hours for eight hours of pay and not go home on time. And, you know, if I give him an extra thing to do, he does it. But I'm helping him. I'm enabling his ill health. Ill health. Okay. And that's where I'd say you. we all have the... You're right. You are sort of lucky in that our culture, in this cultural moment, you get some strokes. Yeah. Right? Like, wow, Kevin, you can do that and that and that, and you're still, you know, putting bread on the table and doing work. Meanwhile, somebody who's stuck in an eight-hour slash 10-hour job, the idea of getting to the gym or going on a mountain bike ride is, is it's, it's a hard thing to conceive, and therefore he feels... I, I, you know, it feels overwhelming. Sure. Okay. Yeah. From, but from a, a emotionally leveling, uh, aspect, how many guys have, how many guys specifically who come in here who are multimillionaires that I feel horrifically, I'm not showing them my bank account, dude, at all. And, and that, that's easy for them. They're ha- I mean, making money. Right. I've known a they lot. Can just I know a lot of those guys. They can yep. do it without thinking. They're, they're motivated by <laughs> they it. They fart that stuff. They fart that <laughs> And I'm not. I am not. My wife would much. She would be happy to take half of my half your motivation. Exercise. Yeah, <laughs> let's put it over to finances. <laughs> Through the years, oh my gosh, there's plenty of times she'd say, "Man, just stay on the couch and make some money." Yeah, you talked about Taco Bell. I'll never forget the time she said, "Would you just go get a job at Taco Bell?" It's probably late twenties or something like that. But yeah, I, you know, this is. I, I just and I know you do too. And I don't. I don't think we as a culture. Even if we take personal development, which that's what you're in as a doctor. I mean, it's, per, it's taking somebody who wants to progress over here and trying to help them as, as much as helping ourselves that we don't give enough validity to feelings. I talked to somebody today on a show that I did and my own journey into my forties was 
It doesn't matter. Literal, literal conscious thought doesn't matter what's happened in the past. Doesn't matter what happened to you in the past. All that matters is where you are today, where you want to go and what you need to do to get there. That's classic coaching as opposed to what you talked about counseling, where we're going to go back and dredge it up. I mean, I talked about it negatively, so I don't care. Where are you now? Where do you want to go? What's it take to get there? And then found out in my own life, why am I repeating these habits, these bad habits? Why am I sabotaging this? And I did go back and it, I don't know if I'd call it rigorous. It's interesting that you say that, but mildly at least, uh, went back to look at things and go, Oh, and got a little help and a little insight and go, Oh gosh, that makes sense. Now that I'm aware of that, let's put it over here and stop the bad cycle, hopefully. And that's where I, I don't think in personal development, we put enough on what, what do you feel about it? Mm-hmm. Okay. We got a plan. We can see what's happening. We've got a plan, but what do you feel about it? Let's get that on the table. Cause if you've got some really negative feelings of self-loathing or again, I, I, the big ones I think are going to be shame, guilt, um, condemnation, whatever it is, shame and guilt with health and wellness is probably really huge. Or, or like in my daughter's case, fear mm-hmm. or, or gosh, my daughter, Steve, here's yeah, a fear educated, oh. affluent guy. And he has terror to think about not eating. Mm-hmm. What's wrapped up yeah. in that. I have no idea. A lot. Right. And, and whatever it is wrapped up in is all, has got decades of wrapping mm-hmm. and you can dig too far down that hole and get stuck down there. Yeah. And, and there's a group of people that, that, that can't go and look back anymore because it just re-triggers. It just, uh, it just, they, they can't go back. And like you went back and said, huh, I didn't know that there's awareness and now I can build my, my, my now self and future self in a better way based on that awareness. And some other people, they go back and they look at that and they're, they're like, huh? And they're right there again. Yeah. And so in some cases, hmm. the, the pat, the skeletons do need to stay in the closet. If we say it that way. Now, who's skeletons need to come out and, and helps you now okay. in the future who needs to you know bar that door and never go there again kind of a thing that's that's so individualized um but both people are out there and that's that that balance well maybe that we it's were still about. it's still talking about okay right now when you look at health wellness but again food dieting exercise what you want what even if you don't do the why yeah it's just saying okay what do i feel what do i feel sure. now, now regardless right even yeah. that in and of itself to go is, gosh i don't know why but man when you talk about dieting i feel i feel scared mm-hmm Okay. So whether you feel the need to unpack that or not, just to go, gosh, I, I do. How can I, how can I manage that? Getting it out on, on your own internal mental table, so to yeah. speak that cause for me and my family and with my kids right now, I feel dramatic inconvenience. I just, and in fact, yeah. Marcy today made a statement cause we were talking about, do we need this pot? In fact, I got it for you out in my car. <laughs> it's a, it's a grill thing. Oh. Uh, and we don't need that. And she said, well, if the kids weren't here and whatever, and I'm like, we got 10 more years of kids being here. They don't want to eat that way. I'm tired of, uh, yeah. so the, the, this the is dramatic off, inconvenience. This is off tangent a little bit. I, 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 we're right, right there. For some reason, we are feeling more tired and, and being more lax than we have in a long time with, with food. Well, I mean, not that we're just going and buying I, hot pockets no, and no, stuff. No, no, no. Our version of lax is going to be a version of lax. And I am on my older son's version, but I got a younger son that needs to hammer. Like we need, we need some rigidity while he's in that age group. And I've said multiple times to the family, hey guys, are we ready for a two or three month, you know, really rigid kind of thing? And everybody is verbally ready. And I'm going to put this out on the table. How does that make you feel? Because it makes me feel dramatically 
put inconvenience put out, you know, just burdens. It, it may be people being at home more. I am probably guilty of being more celebratory. We're home together. Everybody's there every night. I'm always happy to celebrate with food <laughs> that we're doing that. So then if we don't, it's that's feels, negative. Oh, really? Yeah, that's we're right. just going to have. Okay. Us too. Right? And here I am talking about getting more rigid. We've just been two, three months of weekend every night oh, yeah. mentality. And it's like, man, you mean we're not And my younger one will say, he said it the other day, we're not watching a movie tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was shamed by that. Well, we, like, we have watched, uh, and I think it's, you know, everybody's talking about it. We have. Yeah, we, totally. We, we now I, have Amazon, Netflix, and Disney Plus or whatever. And still, and I still complain there's nothing there's to watch. There's nothing to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I've got one more. I was yeah. noticing our time there, too. Yeah. This week, she is retired. She is 50 pounds overweight has been for a while. We've been working on it. She verbally says, I want to, you know, every time we talk about this and Jane and I are, are my nutrition coach have talked about it. Say, what do we do with this person? Because for two, three years now we say the same thing and the same thing and the same, she keeps paying the money. And, um, and so this last time the patient actually said, Oh, and by the way, you know, some other consequences had happened. Bad ones. Like she needed a stent a, a cardiac event kind of a thing and, and not making any headway. She's got significant issues that are, that we can work on. Like here's the pathway. Um, she talks to Jane monthly. So this last time she even said, well, I don't know if I should continue with the program. And in my head, I'm thinking you haven't done any of the program. And, and I said, okay, you know, cause it's just, I was stymied. And I, and I said, what, what are your goals? And she said, well, you know, I'd like to lose some weight and get off some medicines and reduce the amount of supplements I'm taking. And I'm, I'm like, okay. And then a few, a few minutes went by and, and, and we had talked about food. And she, then she said, I, I just really don't want to change. And, and I just landed on that. So I, I said, are you, you are overweight. It, you're, are you satisfied? Are you okay? I was going to say, she must, right be, she must ultimately be okay. And ultimately it doesn't she hurt said, that much. Well, yeah. Well, and I'm like, well, no, right. that's hard to motivate yourself to Quit do waste anything. and money and guilt, I, I guess. Yeah, I just I and and so then we kind of said, well, here's the things that I would do based on these labs that they're they're, they're not good. And she she's got her regular doctor, and you know they work and bounce around on the numbers and stuff. But it, I mean, it was right there the feeling of, do you? want to make a decision to do these things. And I think she, she just does not want Well, there's to. the emotion of desire. And, and that's the one where I like looking at, we say, you know, here's where we want to go. Or we think we want to do, or we want to want that. As I talk that's a, as a lot her, about her, her words are not right. Or yeah. I should, I should want that, but they don't really, but to say, okay, in one year, whatever the time, three right. months in, in six months, in one year, are you ultimately, is it okay? Acceptable if you are right where you are now? And if the answer is yes, we well, obviously don't have the motivation to change. Let it go. Get off the guilt train or quit wasting money or whatever. You've, something's going to have to, there's going to have to be a catalyst. Because ultimately, that's right. That's where you and I are both into the motivation, that, that, that line of decision of put a time frame on it, put a time, effort, energy, money, vulnerability in there because otherwise. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of times that's, that's more, motiv- more motivating than the, you know, the avatar out here. You could be here. You could have, you could yeah. drive a fancy car and do, can be whatever. Superman is saying, but is 
that's not as motivating as saying, am I okay if nothing changes? I'm right where I am in whatever area, whether it's you know, finances or health and wellness in a year. And I would say health and wellness. Am I okay if I was right where I am a year from now? Eh, it wouldn't kill me. Finances, man, I actually have some goals that I want there. Work progress, things that yeah, I want. Yeah. Uh, stuff, some experiences with my family. There's some things yeah. I'm not okay if they don't change in a year. That's good motivation. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that's good motivation and it's good motivation down the, all those fronts in order to be the kind of people that can do those things. We know, well, nutrition and exercise and sleep and all those things are important. So I'm motivated. I'm motivated. I hope that's helpful. So friends, awareness, that was the goal of this episode. And I hope this has you either aware of any negative feelings you have toward your health and wellness pursuit, or has you motivated to dig in and discern any, so you can get them on the table and progress past them. Thanks again, as always, for choosing to tune into this self-helpful podcast. If you got value, it'd be great if you would let us know and leave a review. Hopefully you will take what you've heard today, talk about it with someone else, keep the conversation going. So it really gets ingrained and entrenched in your mind and helps somebody else do. I sincerely hope I've helped you help yourself so that you can help others. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.